in the theme of assorted chaos, uh, I, at first I was asked a, a follow-up, Shiloh, on something that I spoke about two weeks ago or last week, I don't remember, and that was about uh, security cameras. I, just, I, w- I was asked about, um, about baby monitors. Now, the question is, is baby monitors the same? So basic, the basic premise of the security cameras was we came out that there's room to be lenient in case of necessity. The reason being is because the person walking in front of the camera is doing a rabbinic prohibition it's unintentional, but it's inevitable, and it's it's lo nichale. He doesn't care to be filmed, so it's psikresha. The lo nichale on an isadurabanan, which according to many poskim is mutter in case of necessity. So again, if there's no necessity, then why put yourself into any shaila? So the question is, what about a baby monitor? So so here's the deal: when you put the baby monitor on, so again, so who's doing the aver? The baby, babies are their children. There's no problem. A baby's not going to be punished for for crying. Um, and and by the way, just agav. There is. I, I just want to mention, just because I mentioned the children in general, the re, the age that a child has to start keeping Shabbos is. The, the age where he's Higil Chinuch, when they reach Chinuch. Now, there's no specific age, uh, specifically, that that when the child reaches the age of Chinuch, because it, it depends on the intellect and the maturity of the child. But the basic premise, this is all from the Mishaburah and Simon, in the end of Hilcha Shabbos, that the Mishaburah says that when it comes to Elosase, right, when it comes to keeping Shabbos, which is a prohibition, the age that a child must start keeping Shabbos from the laws of Chinuch is when they're old enough that if you say, we don't do this because it's Shabbos, they understand. By the way, not that you just yell at them, stop, because... Uh, an infant will probably get freaked out if you yell at them. It's where you say, we don't do this because it's Shabbos. What's the age specifically? Uh, the Paiskim will offer four or five. Now, below that age, there's no mitzvah chinuch. I just want to mention one point that a lot of people make a mistake. So they think, okay, so let's say the age of chinuch is four. So the kid's, kid's three years old. There's no age of chinuch. So I could just treat him as a guy, and he could turn the lights on, right? The light's off. So you take the kid and you hold him by the light, and he's three years old, and he turns on the light. That's very awesome. Uh, the reason for that being, besides for like, oh, Shabbos, no, it's very simple. In Kiddush, we say, Ata uvincha uvitecha, uvehemtecha vegercha shibisharecha, right? There's a special obligation for you, bincha uvitecha. You're obligated to make sure that your children keep Shabbos. Now, what, what, what is the nature of that obligation? Because, right, we just say it during Kiddush, but we don't really think about it. What, what does that mean? Because if they reach the age of chinach, chinach is rabbinic. So where is the biblical prohibition or obligation to make them keep Shabbos? So the, the Paiskim explained this is a special prohibition when it comes to Shabbos that your child, even below the age of Chinuch, is not allowed to do something for you if they know they're doing it for you. Meaning, you have a child who's below the age of Chinuch, he's three years old. Technically, if the kid wants to play with a toy that lights up, go ahead, I'm not, there's no Chinuch, do, do your thing. But for him to do something for mommy and daddy is, specially, is a special Isidereza. So for him to hold to turn the lights, and you're holding him there, and he knows, oh, mommy, daddy, you want me to turn the lights on? That's also deraisa. That's especially deraisa. The only time, so where does it come from? This concept that you can get a kid to play the lights. The only time with Bilmoter is if the kid is so young, he has no idea what he's doing, right? Like a like a like a an eight month old baby, uh, maybe a year old, even 14, 14 16 months old, depending on the intellect. They have no idea. That they're doing it for mom and dad. They, they're just, they're playing. They're flinging around. You want to hold them by the light, and they are going to fling around. Okay, fine. That, then, then, then it's conceptually allowed. But once they reach the age that they understand they're doing it for you, it's taka osir. So going back to the baby monitor, 
the baby is below that age. There's no issue of the baby talking. What would be the only issue with a baby monitor? The only conceptual issue with a baby monitor is a lot of times the parents are in the room. And they're talking to each other, and it's being heard. Now, if the parent is speaking into the monitor for the other person to, like, you know, bring up the baby diapers, that's avada aser. That's like using a microphone on Shabbos. That's for sure aser. But what if you're just talking in the room? You're talking to each other. There's no one else in the house. You're talking to each other, and you're going to be heard on the baby monitor. So a baby monitor is like a microphone. So... The shaila is, what's the iser of a, of a Jew talking into a microphone? So what you're doing is you're causing, you're, you're causing a fluctuation in electricity. You're causing the radio waves to go higher, whatever it is. Uh, the technical, most paiskim assume that it's only asidera bonon. The, the chazinish famously held that using a microphone is asidera or Moshe Feinstein wasn't sure about it. But pashtus is asidera bonon. So you're doing an asidera bonon, unintentional inevitable, undesired, because you don't want to be heard. So it's psikresh delo nichale, which we said last time is, is room to be mekel. So the psak basically, when it comes to baby monitors, is similar to a last week. And this is what Ravad Yosef writes, and that is, ideally, it's better to be machmer. If you have reason to be lenient, okay, you have what to rely on. But, but ideally, it's better to be machmer, because why put yourself in the Shiloh? But if the mother feels more comfortable to have the baby monitor, she can't sleep, Okay, then, then then there's room to be mekel. That's the that's the Sakar Vivadya, and I think that, that makes sense based on what we said last time. Okay. Now, yeah? But you're actually getting enough from it because the fact that the, uh, when, when you're sleeping, yeah. uh, there's a comfort level that you know about that. that is- but again, the, the issue, you always have to figure out what's desired is the person doing the Avera, is he happy with the result? I might be happy that the baby's crying. That's the whole point of setting up a baby monitor. I want to hear the baby crying. But the, when the baby's crying, the baby's the one doing the Avera. That's not my problem. The baby is below the age of Chinuch. There's no problem with that. The only time... So, yeah, of course you want the baby, but there's no problem. That you, you, the only time it would be an issue is if I'm happy with the adult talking into the baby monitor. You understand? Meaning, the baby talking, it's a baby. What, 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 there's no, it's below the age of chinuch. What do I, what's my problem if the baby's uh, crying about it? You understand? Yeah, a baby camera is the same thing. Would a baby camera be the same thing? Yeah, the baby camera is like last week. Yeah, it'll be the same thing. Hold on one sec. Okay, that was Shiloh number one. Now Shiloh number two. I do enjoy this uh, premise, this format, because it really feeds into my... Not ADD, but I wouldn't call it ADD, but I like the, you know, the ping-pong effect. And this is a shayla that someone asked me. Again, is it Nagea? How Nagea it is? I don't know. It's interesting. And that is, we know there's a big Indian to Daven Basikin. It's a huge Indian to Daven Basikin. No one, you know, you don't need me to tell you about the Maila. I'll just mention Agav. There's a sheet of Rav Yonis and Aibshitz. Rav Yonis and Aibshitz says that the day of the Churban, Hashem made it, that it was so dark there was no Vasikin because everyone miscalculated. Right? They didn't have clocks. They just went with sunrise. The day of the Churban, Hashem made it very dark, that's what he says, because Hashem didn't want there to be Vasikin, because he knew if there were Minyanim Dam Vasikin, he wouldn't be able to bring the Churban. That's what he says. So Vasikin is the very beginning. The Shiloh that a lot of times, I don't even know what time Vasikin is. I would ask Mrs. Hamanowitz. I'm assuming Vasikin, I'll be honest, I'm up because I don't sleep, because it's that's just my life. It's it's dark till, well, you you daven, how are you? It's, it's dark to what, 6, 6.15? Something like that? So, well, today it was dark at the 5. Okay, so Vasikin is not super late these days. It's very manageable. I think, I think it's like 6 or 6 
Yeah, so it's very manageable. The Shaila is, and this is actually, by the way, they, weren't they discussing about changing, they were discussing about changing, um, getting rid of uh, uh, daylight savings, which you don't realize how terrible that would be from a halachic perspective, because then basically you'd have to be davening before Vasikin, which davening before Vasikin is bidyevid, right? You can't daven before Alois, and then you have Alois, and then Vasikin is Nates. To daven before Nates, we only do that in case of necessity. Vasikin is sunrise, right? Vasikin is davening Shmona Esri at Nates Achama at sunrise. So, Okay, so there you go. So it's so if if without daylight savings, it gets to a point where it's like seven forty. Like I, you, I won't even be able to daven here. <laughs> it would be a crazy thing. So there's a big Indian daven vasikin. The question is, what if you have a choice, daven vasikin or daven with a minion? That's the famous shayla. Well, what's better? You have this sometimes where you have a minion option and you got vasikin option. There are some places where you can't get a vasikin minion. Obviously, vasikin minion is the best. But what if you don't have? You have a choice. You have the eight o'clock chakras. Or you could daven vasikin. Pick one. Which one's better? So you have in front of you just to run through some of the, you know, th- there's basically two opinions. The first opinion is the gro. The gro and Maisa Rav. Maisa Rav was the anhogis of the gro. The gro says, lehispal shachis vasikin. You should daven vasikin. Uvavad minion. But you need a minion. Meaning, the gro holds, minion is the ikr. If there is no minion, no good. So according to the gro, you need to daven vasikin with a minion. And if there's no minion, you don't daven vasikin. Minion trumps everything. That's the sheet of the Gro. The Mishabura has a different opinion. Now, I'll read you the lines, the words of the Mishabura, and this is the accepted approach, and that's the Mishabura. He says, Da, you should know. This is in the Bir Alocha Simen Nunches, Dever Maschal Mitzvah. He says, Da, you should know. Hazihirim Likreis Vasikin. If you're careful to daven Vasikin continuously, meaning you're careful to, to regularly daven Vasikin, then, then you could do Vasikin without a minion. Meaning, Vasikin or a minion, it depends. If you're a Vasikin guy, you know, you're Mr. Zalmanowitz, he would never miss a minion, but you're, you're, you're a Vasikin guy, everyday Vasikin, then you could do Vasikin even without a minion. If you're like me, who never daven's Vasikin unless it happens to work out in the schedule, I can't just be like, oh, I woke up one day at 6 o'clock, I might as well daven. No, no, no. It has to be that you're regular. If you regularly daven Masikin, then you could choose to daven without a minion. Now, what's the explanation behind this opinion? Meaning, so it's like, it's sort of weird because it's like if you ask me what, what it should be a binary question. Is Vasikin better than a minion or not? And he's like, well, it depends. If you're a regular Vasikin guy, then you could daven Vasikin without a minion. If not, then minion wins. So it's like, which one's stronger? So the Tzitzeliezer in Chelek Yudal Tzimmin Hey was asked this kasha of like, what's the explanation of the Mishabura? And he says, mm-hmm. I saw a certain Sefer that asked on the Mishabura, what's the explanation? Meaning, if you daven regularly vasikin, then you daven vasikin without a minion. But not, if it's not regularly, then it's then then minion wins. It's like, what's the explanation? He says very, he says very good. He says, is very simple, and that is, He says like this: the mishabura sort of looks at vasikin and a minion as borderline equal, but a minion is slightly better. But when you daven regularly Vasikin, then Vasikin sort of becomes like a nether to you. So now you have the Indian of a nether. Nether with Vasikin trumps Minion. That's the explanation. So it's not like this random thing, oh, you have to daven Vasikin regularly. It's if you daven Vasikin regularly, then Vasikin for you is like, it's like a nether. It's like you're mekabal upon yourself. So then the Indian of davening Vasikin 
and the nether trumps minion. But for me, who never davens vasikin, then minion wins. So that's the Mishra Bruce Now, by the way, just Agav, we'll end the Shailah, uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman, Halicha Shlomo, he adds one point. He says the same thing as it's Izliezer, but he says, Harogel Espal Vasikin Bismanim Suyonim. Says the Mishabura, you don't have to be a regular Vasikin guy to get this hatter. If you always daven Vasikin Fridays, Erev Shabbos, you always daven Vasikin Erev Shabbos. So then you could daven Vasikin without a minute Erev Shabbos. Because it's the same premise. As long as you're Makabal upon yourself or it becomes like a Kabbalah. So if you're a guy that in the summers davens Vasikin, then okay. So it doesn't have to be every day. It has to be that it's a regular thing. And the regular thing could be every Monday, every other Monday, whatever it is. As long as it's a regular schedule. By the way, just Agav, I'll, just, I'll read you just a paragraph. Just, just fascinating. It shows you how, how much Klal Yisrael has grown. Um, when the Panevizhar is a very famous Maisa, that when the Panevizhar uh, brought some Yidin to Bnei Brak, which was a wasteland, he said... I'm building, uh, we're going to build the yeshiva, we're going to build Taira on this place. There was, no, there was, no, there was nothing in B'nai Barak. Now B'nai Barak is like, like the headquarters in Eretzisot, one of the headquarters in Eretzisot. He said, I'm going to build it here. So it's a very famous line. It's a great line. They said, you, 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 you're, uh, you're dreaming. He said this in Yiddish. He said, I may be dreaming, but I'm not sleeping. That was his, that was his famous line. So they bring, bring down a Misa. This is from a say from Misa-ish. Misa-ish is like, a, I think it's a seven-volume set of stories of the Chazanish. So the Chazanish moved to B'nai Barak at the end of his life. I mean, from Europe at the end of his life when he was older. Steinberg, He was telling over the following story about how much the Chazanish put in effort, emphasis into davening. The first Rosh Hashanah that the Chazanish was in Eretz Yisrael. The first Rosh Hashanah that he was in Eretz Yisrael, this is what happened. So he was staying by Rabbi Steinberg, Rabbi Steinberg's house. So Rabbi Steinberg, no, it's fine. So he was staying by Rabbi Steinberg's house, and the first, the first Rosh Hashanah, the first Rosh Hashanah that he was here, he was staying by Rabbi Steinberg, and Rabbi Steinberg went in to visit him. This is Shachris of Rosh Hashanah. He sees the Chazanish lying in bed, holding a master while lying in bed. He's in the middle of Okay? Okay. And this, his host was going to Shachris. So he went in to check on his guest, the Chazanish, and he sees the Chazanish lying in bed with a sitter, davening Shmaneser lying in bed. So he says, And it was at Vasikin. When his, his host comes back from davening, the Chazanish says, You're probably wondering why Adam Bichidis. On Rosh Hashanah, by the way, Rosh Hashanah, why Adam Bichidis? So he says, so he says, uh, and you're probably also wondering why was I davening Shmonesi lying down. So Amr Loch, Ein Kan, Minyan Lizman Hanates. So Chazanish says, in Bnei Brak, there was no Minyan for Vasikin. It shows you what the world was at the time. There was no Minyan Vasikin. He says, Lizman Tfilis Hanates, Adifa, Metila Betsiver. And the Chazanish says, I hold. Nates beats Tvil Betsiver, which sounds like if you take it in a, you know, I'm sure the Chazanish Davin regularly Vasikin, but that line alone, it kind of sounds like the Chazanish. Again, it's a Maisa, so it's hard to Paskin like it. But the Chazanish says, I hold that Vasikin trumps Minion. So I Davin with Vasikin without a Minion. Obviously, he went for Shaifer afterwards, obviously. And he says, and why was I lying down? I didn't have strength to stand up. 
I mean, that, that's how that's how he, he wasn't feeling well at the time. He said, I Pasha couldn't stand. Okay, so that's that's Shaila number two, yeah? Yeah. If somebody is traveling. Yeah. So I, I had this uh, conversation before. Sure. Is the person should look for the minion or he can just down the second and be it. So that's the thing. So according to this, it would ideal ideally you should look for a minion unless you're a regular Vasikan guy. But I will say this, and this we have in New Hampshire. Like as there are times in New Hampshire where there's no minyanum when we go. When we go, we plan on having minyanum, but sometimes there are no minyanum. Sometimes the minion falls apart. When there is no minion, try to then Vasikan is definitely better than nothing. But I will say this. If there's no minion, this is going to sound very like there's no there's no chiv. The chiv to go to a minion, yeah, is you're obligated to travel 18 minutes. Now, in general, that's 18 minute driving. Now, in Queens, 18 minutes is going to get you to a minion. So there's always an obligation to go a minion. You really can't get away with it. If you're in the middle of the country, and there's like a minion an hour away, you're not mechuyev to go. Absolutely not mechuyev to go. You want to go? It's a nice thing, beautiful. 18 minutes is the chiv to go to to get to a minion. It's like the, 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 someone asked me. I wasn't going to mention this. Someone asked me. Like I was talking to the boys. The boys in high school. They also it came up. Also came up. And that's like, what's the what's the concept? Like I'm sure you've heard of this. Where it's like, you could eat a sandwich without washing as long as you wrap it in silver foil. You've heard of this? Yeah. Okay. So where does that come from? It comes from, it's like this, Chazal say the same way there's a chiv to go 18 minutes for a minion, the Gemara says there's a chiv to go 18 minutes to travel to get water for Netilis Yedayim. Now, let's say there is no water to find within an 18-minute drive. You, 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 again, how is this possible? I'm not sure. You're stuck, on the, you're stuck in the Bell Parkway, and there's no moving. So I, can't, I can't go within 18 minutes. I got, I got nowhere to go. So then the Mishabura says, that you could eat bread. There's no chiv to wash. But you can't touch it because your hands are tame, whatever. So then you wrap the bread in silver foil. The Tzitzliezer actually says he's medayik from Rashi that it could be you also have to wa- you have to wrap your hands. So he would he would do is you wrap the bread and you wear gloves. But okay, but the conceptually that that's where it comes from. But I said to the guys, I said you can't just <laughs> you can't just eat bread without washing. Just be like you know if there's an 18 minute drive. To get water, you got to get water, you know. So, and it's the same thing with the minion. So, my point is, if you're ever finding yourself where there is no minion and there's no minion with an 18 minute drive, you're not mechuyev. But then, because then you have the chazanish and you got all these things that really come into play. Right, but then let's say when you're planning, uh, planning your trip. Yeah. So then, do you plan to go through the place where there is? So yeah. So ideally, listen, are you allowed to plan your trip where there's no minion, like lichachila? Obviously, it's not preferred. Listen, if there's a necessity to go to such a place, I've seen I've seen from Svarim that there are those Paiskim that were makol to go to a place where there's no minion for business because that's where you got to go. If it's one of those things where you're going for vacation, if you if your wife is going crazy, she needs to go to a certain place and it's going to show them bias. Okay, fine. But if it's one of those where everything's being equal, you could choose a place that you can access a minion, you could choose a place without a minion. Obviously, it's not. But if you find yourself, there is no chiv. But obviously, it's not good to put yourself in a chiv. There's a Shiloh from Rav Yosef Engel in general. Rav Yosef Engel has a whole arichos in, in Asfan der Reisa. Are you allowed, do you have to worry about a mitzvah before the mitzvah happens? Meaning, you're putting yourself in a situation where there, there, right now, right, when there's a minion, then you're mechuyiv to go to the minion. But you're putting yourself in a situation 
where there's no chiv. <laughs> You're putting yourself in a, in a place where there's no access to a minion. So now there's no chiv. But you, so it's like, are you obligated before the mitzvah takes place to think about the mitzvah taking place? It's a big shayla in Chakir and Revius of Angle. So it's, it's better to be machmer if you can. Again, if, if necessity, the, you know, uh, there, there, there were very holy Jews that, that weren't so machbid. But again, it's one of those things where it's, if you could be machmer, it would be very, very good. Okay. Um, moving right along, I had some other things, but I have in front of you two shilas that are food related that came up, and this is I get asked a lot, and that's bagel chips or melba toast. What's the bracha? What's the bracha? Melba toast or bagel chips? They're basically small little pieces of toast that are like crackly and they have a garlic on it. They're very very delicious, even without garlic. And what's the bracha? Is it mizonos? So a lot of people assume mizonos, okay, but if you have toast, like toast from a restaurant, they'll say, oh, that's hamotzi. Well, what's the distinction? What's the deal? So basically, to speak this outside, um, there's three types of bread products, okay? There's bread, pas, which you have to wash even on a crumb, right? If you're having a tiny bite of a sandwich, you have to wash on that. Okay. There's bread products that you never have to wash on, ever. And that's something that has no characteristic of bread, and that's pasta. The definition of bread is being baked. Pasta is boiled. You'll never have to wash on pasta. I don't care how much noodles you eat. You're not washing on pasta. Then there's a middle category, which is called pasta babakistan. Pasta babakistan means that it's a bread that's meant to be a snack. So... The halacha about Pasa Babakisnin, I'll tell you what it is in a moment. Pasa Babakisnin in Simon Kuf Samaches, the Shulchan Aruch in Sif Zayin, the Shulchan Aruch defines Pasa Babakisnin by three categories. The rule about Pasa Babakisnin is that it starts off as a mezainus. If you eat enough of it, you have to wash. Okay, so there's three categories of Pasa Babakisnin. Number one is a sweet filled dough, meaning a pie. A pie is dough that's filled with apples, that's filled with cherries. A pie is mizonos. If you eat enough of it, you have to wash. We could talk next time about what's the definition of enough of it. Pashtus, it means how much a person... <laughs> I was eating pizza. We were having, we had guests over, they eating pizza, and they asked me how much do I... It was a girl, she, a teenage girl. She asked me how much do I... How much would I say do you have to wash on pizza? So I said, I had two sli- more than two slices I washed. She said, okay. I said, but for you, it's probably less. Because the definition of eating enough of it you have to wash for possible kisnen is the amount of this product that you would eat as a replacement of your meal. So now an adult male is going to be different than a teenage girl. And an elder, it, 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 it's based on your category and your sex and your age category. Okay, so the first category is a pie. Sweet pie. The shaila, okay, I'll get to pizza in a second. I'll, I'll mention it. Sweet pie. By the way, the shaila of pizza is what about a savory pie, which is pizza. Pizza is a savory pie. Is savory pie a mizonos until you eat enough of it? Or is it bread? And you have to wash even on a bite. That's why there's basically, when it comes to pizza, there's basically two schools of thought. There's one bite is hamotzi, or it's mizonos until you eat enough of it. By the way, you eat enough of it, you got to wash. That's according to everybody. The kuliyamoch all day is nobody holds that you could eat five slices of pizza and not wash on it. That that's universally not accepted because even if it's pasuva kisin, which at, at greatest extent it is, at some point you got to wash. So you got pie. The second category is the dough is sweetened, meaning cake, a sweet dough. 
where the dough is not filled, it's the actual dough, it's a batter, cake batter. And the third is a cracker, which is the dough is laid out thin and baked into a cracker. Okay. So the shaila is like this. You have in front of these mevotas. I'll just run through it quickly. Bimikra um, in the third line. Now here's the rule. If you take actual bread, regular bread, and just toast it, and just bake it, and bake it, and bake it, and bake it until the point where it's like crispy like toast, that's for sure hamotzi. <laughs> There's no question that's hamotzi. It's bread. It, once it's bread, baking it more is not going to make it not bread. That's why, by the way, if you get croutons from a restaurant, croutons from a restaurant is hamotzi because... What they do is they take old bread, they cut it up, it dries out, they toast it, and spread. The shaila is, so what's Melba toast and bagel chips? This is what happens. Okay, fine. Uh, oh, so he says, Here's what they do by Melba toast, is they take, a, they take a dough, they bake it into bread, and then bake it a second time, meaning... They didn't bake it into bread and then decide later. They baked it into bread in order to bake it a second time and a third time and turn it into toast. So the shaila is, do you go by the end result, which is they wanted it to be toast, so it's like a cracker, right? Cracker is the mazonos. The end result is that it's like a cracker. But the way they got there is instead of taking a very thin dough, they make it into a loaf and they cut it. They bake it, they cut it, and bake it again, bake it again. And, and So do you go by the fact that at some point it was bread, in which case it's hamosi, or do you go by the fact that eventually it was turned into toast? So the basic psaki is Rebelski held that you have to make hamosi on Melba toast and bagel chips. Um, however, and, and by the way, that's also the opinion of the kashrus currents from the Star K, they say the same thing. However... In the Sefer of Hussein Bracha, which is Rabadner, he says, He says, I gave Melbatos to Roshlem Zalman. Like he had, and, and he played with it, whatever. He says, It's Mazinus. So he says, As long as you don't eat enough of it. And by the way, that's also the opinion of Rav Osner, Rav Scheinberg, Rav Mordechai Eliyahu who's the chief Saudi rabbi. So it's basically, it's a machalikas apayiskim. What should you do? Ideally, you eat it in a meal. If you're not going to eat it in a meal, you have what to rely on to make it a mezainus. You eat enough of it, it's definitely hamaitzi. But usually people don't eat enough. So melbatos is a machalikas. One more shiloh when it comes to food. And then uh, if there's any questions, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll stop with this. One more shiloh when it comes to food, and that is ice cream as dessert. Okay, so dessert generally requires its own bracha. So, the reason is very simple. When you wash the bread, it's not like a magical thing that when you wash, you don't have to make brachas anymore. It's that the bread covers all bread-type meals, meal-type foods, in quotation. So that'll cover proteins, that'll cover dips, that'll even cover drinks, because the drink is to get the food to go down. So the bread covers... 90% of what you're eating. What it doesn't cover is dessert-type foods, like fruit. If you're eating fruit as dessert, you have to make a bracha. That's accepted according to everybody. There's no shayla about that. Candy, chocolate, you have to make a bracha on that because it's not covered by the bread. This is a shayla if you eat fruit as an appetizer. Fruit as an appetizer, like the cocktail, like, a, like sometimes the first course, because that could be to whet the appetite. So it's not just like a sweet thing that's part of the meal. So... <laughs> When I was 
looking back, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm shocked that I was ever like this. When I was younger, I spoke to one of the Rosh Hashivas of YU, whose son was in my class, or is in my yeshiva, Rav Torsky. And I asked him what his father does when, like, the first course is, like, you know, like a pineapple and, like, see, he said, he does this. So I did it also for a short period of my life. He eats each piece of fruit with bread. So that's that was his way of avoiding the shaila, because it's a shaila, because it's the first course. If you eat it with bread, it's mamish eaten with bread, each piece. Each piece. So, oh, so you do it at the beginning. Oh, so he did each piece. I've I've seen also she says I also did each piece. I was very very from. I I I I, I don't think. What I by the way, what you very easy solution to that is just have the fruit before the meal, make a bracha, and have in mind to cover the fruit during the meal. So it's an easy solution. But anyway, that's another solution. But but point is dessert fruits. You got to make a bracha. Chocolate and candy for sure. The only reason why people don't make a bracha on cake is interesting. First of all, cake a lot of times is eaten to fill you. It's not just eaten to sweet. Then it's considered part of the meal. But also another reason, I saw this. There's three, it's interesting. There's three sheets of what's considered pasababakisnen, which we just got finished saying is mizonos. One of them is cake. If you don't hold that way, that was one of the rishonim. What do the other rishonim look at cake then? Right? Eat the three rishonim. I forgot the names, but you look at the Shulchan Aruch. Three rishonim list what's a mizonos. One says cake, one says pie, one says crackers. We happen to incorporate all three. But if you hold cake, well, how do you look at a pie? So you look at it as bread. And how do you look at it as crackers? You look at it as bread, because your only category of Mizonos is that, right? Which means cake, according to one opinion of the Rishonim, is actually bread. So you definitely not make a bracha on it because it's it's mamsh it's mamsh bread. Now while we don't paskin that way fully enough to make safed brachas, but according to the scheshbin, you would only make a bracha on something that's for sure not bread, which is a pie, a cake, and a cracker, which is like an apple strudel, because it's a pie, a cake, and a cracker because it's got sweet dough, it's crumbly like a cracker, and it's filled. Okay, fine. But but, but kids, a lot of times people will not make a bracha on cookies and cake because a lot of times it's meant to fill you. So here's the Shiloh. What about ice cream? Ice cream at the, as dessert. So, when I I, so I was asked about this, and I, I, this is I was just like, hey, you have to make a bracha. Why not? It's ice cream. It's it's it's, it's not covered by the meal. And the truth is, I brought the marmakamis down. The truth is, Rosh Hashanah said you have to make a bracha. Rav Nevinsel says the same thing in the name of Rosh Hashanah. Rav Scheinberg said. Rav Vosner, and he says Rav Vosner says those that don't make a bracha is a mistake. Why not? So where does it come from? There's two great Paiskim who said not to make a bracha on ice cream at the end of a meal. It's because they look at ice cream as a drink, a cold drink. So you'll say, okay. The minig evolved. We don't make a bracha on, on drinks during the meal. So Rav Moshe Feinstein is quoted. There's a sefer that I have in my house called, um, called uh, it's called, uh, it's from Rav, Rav, Aaron, Rav Aaron Felder. Sheilas Aaron. Which is the questions that he was he, he heard from Ramosha. Ramosha told him you don't make a bracha on ice cream at the end of the meal. Rav David Feinstein said the same thing. Rav Yosef also held that way, because they said it's it's a drink. Ice cream has the status of a liquid, and you don't make a bracha on on liquids during the meal. By the way, I never understood this fully because the truth is the Mishabura talks about uh, making a bracha on coffee and making a bracha on schnapps. So. Okay, we don't, but like it's entertained by the Mishabur, so it's not like this clear-cut rule from Harsina that we don't make bracha on drinks. But Lamaisa, at the end of the day, Ramosha Feinstein and, and, and Ravad Yosef said not to make a bracha. So ice cream 
is a suffix. Uh, to me, it's a suffix brachas lago. Once Rav Moshe Feinstein and Rav Yosef said not to make a bracha, then I, I think it's, it's enough, to, definitely, to, it's suffix brachas. So what I do whenever there's ice cream served at the end of the meals, I try to have some sort of candy or chocolate or, or to try to get something else, make the bracha and cover it. By the way, just agav, well, and with this, Ramosha's perspective of looking at ice cream as a liquid has two halachic ramifications. First of all, it has halachic ramifications when it comes to cooking. Because he looks at it as a liquid, not as a solid. Bishal achar bishal. It has to do with ketchup. Ramosha was asked about ketchup. Ketchup, Ramosha looked at it as a liquid, even though it's the viscosity level. But, but more practical, uh, when it comes to bracha achronas, you only make a bracha achrona. A liquid and a solid have different time, right? Solids. You make a bracha chrona when you eat a kezayis worth in kadeh achilas pras, which is 1.6 ounces in about three minutes. That's for solids. Liquids, you only make a bracha chrona on a revius, kadeh revius, which is three ounces in about 20 seconds. So you only make a bracha chrona if you're drinking fast. Like if you're sipping like a hot coffee, you're never making a bracha chrona on a hot coffee. So that's what the Mishaburah writes in, in, in his brachas, that if you want to make a bracha chrona on coffee, you should let it get cold, let the last three ounces get cold, and then gulp it down. Ice cream, if it's a solid, then you'll make a bracha chrona if you eat 1.6 ounces in about three minutes, which is doable. It's, it's, it's pounding cold ice cream, but it's very doable. Yeah, especially if you're sad, if you had a long day, 1.6 ounces in three minutes is very manageable. But if it's a liquid, I got to do three ounces in about 20 seconds that's 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 brain freeze territory that may not that may not be doable and that's even with a milkshake eh. so this sock from Moshe that looking at ice cream is a liquid as opposed to a salad I, I think would exa- it affects that you don't make a bracha at the end of the meal and it'll also tell you that you generally will probably never make a bracha chron on ice cream all right we'll stop here Yeah, so if there's other things, yes, yeah, so if there's other things, if there's a shahakal, then you cover it anyway. 